stars from coast to coast. We give you a toast as you join us on the Real Presence Radio. This is Rutten Radio, and you are joined, as always, by the one and only Father Paul Rutten, pastor of St. Mary Parish, Father John Rutten, pastor of St. John Paul II in Harrisburg, South Dakota, and the one and only myself, the lowly, the lay, Joe Rutten, professor at Mount Marty University in Yankton, South Dakota. Brothers, how we doing? We're doing good. Just uh, <laughs> living the dream. I am like a calm body of water. Ooh. Ooh. Not totally, but Tell more us. so than normal. Oh, we got to get into that as the hour goes. A calm body of water. Yeah, if you would have come to the Theology on Tap opening speaker yeah, of the you, new season, you could you'd heard. know why I am a calm body of water. Oh, is my but twin instead, brother famous? Well, not like you. <laughs> yeah, right. So they asked me if I'd MC it, and I was di- very disappointed. That's when I was like, oh, I actually want to be around my brother. I was disappointed. I was like, I can't be there. Why not? Because I had uh, something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> your wife was your able wife to be there. there. I know. She told yeah. me. Yeah. She went yeah, out on a great. date without me. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. You were there too. Your sister Laura, your sister Catherine. Yeah, Did anybody else show up or was it just a family gathering? Oh, yeah, no, there was a place was packed. Yeah, it was good. Where was it at? Yeah, North Enders. Blue Rock. All the North North Enders. Sandy Lown? No. John and Sandy were not. Noonan's and. uh, Well, this is fantastic. This should just be the conversation for the whole hour. Mary Galinsky. Mary Galinsky? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Shout outs. Shout yep. outs so to the North Anyway, Avengers. now we can move on. That's why I'm a calm body of water. John because of, body of water. what I've learned about <laughs> how to think. There but you that'll have to we, come we, another we'll time. We'll get that in the second half hour. Uh, Father Paul, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing well. I, what I'm just grateful is because I feel like John is experiencing what I experience every time we do this Absolutely show. Absolutely, I so, am. I'm just. We I'm just, are let's, three let's, let's, months into okay. changing the introduction of the radio program. And Joe still won't to reflect do it. our announcement, <laughs> and it's now in the document. And you just roared right. into the open. And as you just kept going, I was like, Joe clearly is not going to do the introduction nope. the way that we've John's been trying to do the introduction John's for the like three. Over so here. I'm like highlighting it in yellow now. And Paul's finding It's okay, us. Joe. No, it's great. So how am I doing? Well, uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing great. Uh, I was just out in West Virginia. or West Virginia, Virginia? Not West Virginia, in Virginia. Uh, as a confirmation sponsor. Oh, great. So that was great. Wait a minute. You went to West Virginia. No, I went to you Virginia. Went to Virginia. To Virginia. To be yep. somebody's confirmation yeah. sponsor? Yep. yep. What is somebody in Virginia, like, they must be really in need of help oh. if they're like, they're coming out to the Dakotas. No, it's uh, uh, Jason Friedman's son, oh, Zach. Yep. And he asked if I'd be a sponsor. Wow. So that's, that's an honor. Yeah. No, like, so, even as a priest, that's got to feel yeah, kind of cool. It's really that good. Somebody would be like, hey. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so I was out there for a long weekend and. Had a great time. Uh, yeah, was supposed to go up and see Peter uh, at the Carmelites, but he's not there yet. So, um, yeah. So I just took a couple of days and then went to Baltimore. Rick, mm. my friend Rick, came down, went to Baltimore for a couple of days, and then came back. So, well, now sounds, we're roaring in the parish. I've never been to Baltimore. Said. Father John, have you been to Baltimore? I have. N- I have been to Baltimore. Yeah. 
I think Baltimore would be interesting. Like, I don't yeah. know. A lot of history. Yeah, a ton of history. But on, but like off the, it's not like Boston or you Philadelphia. You don't think, hey, or, let's go to Baltimore. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Who's like Baltimore? Yeah, hey, yeah. there's yeah. a trip. Yeah, if you're looking for. But I think Baltimore's got a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a no. major fort there that they helped uh, keep the British out uh, because the British could launch a cannon two miles. Really? I never knew that. From a boat. So the boat could be two miles out and launch that thing. I want and to it's going to land. That. And the Americans could only do a mile and a half. So, so they couldn't get to the boat. So. You seem like somebody that would watch that TV show where they do like experiments and they try and like say, oh, oh really? Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Mm-hmm. This yep. is a Mythbusters yeah. episode. I want to see them launch. Yeah. And we, we, <laughs> won. we won because the British ran out of cannonballs. Like oh. we just were stubborn enough to not die, uh, and they just ran out and they couldn't do anything about it. So then they had to American leave. grit. So, anyways, it's <laughs> very <laughs> interesting. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like they say in the spiritual life: you can have the right end, but the wrong means. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in battle, you can have the right length, but yep. not yeah. have but, enough balls. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you run know, out of ammunition. This is, so, this is great. All that, right, all right. Well, uh, so. Let's uh, let's take a look here at October. It's a fantastic month. Yep. It's like my favorite time of year. It's sweatshirt weather. Love yep. True. Yep. sweatshirt weather. Yeah. And we got tricked there. We could, you know, we did get tricked a bit. Yeah, what was, was like, that? Like oh, 85 come on, 90 degrees or something? It was like something. 90 was degrees. I'm like, crazy. no, 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 no. But then that kind of came around a little bit. So... Uh, as you listen to Rutten Radio, you can interact with us on Facebook or other social media platforms where you might find us, but primarily Facebook, uh, pri- uh, you know, the Messenger app and things like that. We'd love to know that you're out there listening. So somebody completely random that you're like, they would never expect that I'm listening to them. Shoot us a message and be like, we're out here. We're listening from the hinterlands or from like your backyard. I don't know right. where you're at. Maybe China. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, Lots of... Uh, things and people come from China. Maybe there's a listener out there that's from China. Yeah. Uh, so interact with us and how the show works here. If you're a new time listener, as we like to do a movie of the month, we'll review a movie of the month. And then in the second half hour, we'll just have some conversation and dialogue dialogue around some specific uh, or particular themes. So with that, this month's movie of the month. Is Rudy. Rudy. R U D Y N D, baby. Notre Dame. Right. We just discovered that it's another movie for Joe. Yeah. What's with (laughs) this? We we met for the first time and put together a plan. And why is it that every month they're like, this is a Joe movie? I don't know, but it's okay. I don't know I'm how not it selecting no, them. No, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Subliminal like, messages. You're yeah. like, just like, how about this I mean, one? <laughs> yeah, we need a little Terrence Malick going on. Right. Well, right. We gotta, next month will be, next month. We'll yeah, get yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get up. All right, well, so Rudy. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, you're right, you're right. Anyways, Rudy, so Rudy, 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 Rudy grew Rudy, up Rudy. in a steel mill town where most people ended up working, but he wanted to play football at Notre Dame. There were only a couple problems. His grades were bad. His athletic skills were poor. And he was only half the size of the other players. But he had the drive and the spirit of five people and set his sights upon joining the team. 
No real content warnings. It just is like a good movie. I don't remember right. anything. Was there something? No, huh? no. I yeah, think I, like, like outside of it being like the greatest movie of all time. Um, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, there's nothing. It, it's there's nothing. it's like a nice homesy movie, right? right. It's like a home, yeah. like you can watch it with your your kids, but particularly yeah. your boys, or maybe if you have a Tom girl that loves football or something, you know. Uh, but it's just a good movie. It's one of those movies that if you found it on TV, you know, you might just keep watching it. Uh, you don't always go out of your way unless you're trying to influence your young sons to as well love Notre Dame as much as you do. <laughs> right. Uh, you might not just put it in and That's called and indoctrination. Watch it, yes, I fully indoctrinate my children into being Notre Dame fans. So, Rudy, good movie. I enjoyed it. Tell me uh, initial thoughts as you think about Rudy. First time, how many times have you guys seen this? Not a ton. Uh, I don't even know, but they just had it at State Theater. Oh, really? They just played it at the Irish. No, they did not. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah they just played it. The just the other done State yeah, Theater. It was a Monday they night. Had Rudy. They had Rudy oh, playing. You're kidding. Yep. So sorry about cheated. that. I feel like I missed yep. out. You didn't go, did you? No, I had other commitments, but but anyways, yeah. So they did actually just show it. Yeah, yeah. as you said, it's just one of those good old fashioned feel good movies. It's a movie where if you're flipping channels and you find it, you're gonna sit and watch it. Uh, especially when Notre Dame's playing football this time of the year. Like, it's just exactly what you want to catch yep. uh, when you're trying to find something to do. Father so. John? Yeah, my uh, impression of the movie was it's the kind of movie I want to not like, but I can't help but love. Wow, that's a yeah. catchy way of looking. You want to not like. I want Let's to not like. There. What uh, is there to not like? What? Why is it? Uh, I don't like sentimentality. Right. Oh. Wow. Right, you don't like How this. How are you like, my forcing... twin? I know. <laughs> right. How are you I my know. twin? I know. Your movies are not my movies. Oh, no. sentimentality is like, it, I mean, so, I want to be moved poetically. But I do. I want my emotions to be moved, though, by reason. Oh. Oh, so I'm faith, your reason. You're no, like, no, 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 no. Uh, your sentimentality, and I'm not. <laughs> you just said you're reasonable and I'm not. I want my emotions to be based on rightly ordered thinking and rightly ordered action that produces a cathartic experience. Uh, and when something is skipping reason to just play on my emotions, to me, that's called sentimentality. Father Paul, there's a... Well, a, 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 a habit, a practice, a repetition that happens on this program where Father John comes in and shoots arrows at me. Yeah. And yeah. then in the end, they like bounce off. They deflect. They I just, I just they, they strike me in the heart and I just break them off, yeah. pull them out. And then like eventually they shoot him. And he's like, oh, now I see what we shall see. If so sentimentality and unreasonableness. But I are, don't think this movie is sentimental. Oh, well. There we go. And that's now. why I can't help but love it is I get into it and then uh, I start watching it and I keep thinking like, okay, I can't deny that right now I'm really excited and this right. is amazing and go Rudy, go Rudy, go Rudy. Right. And at the by the end of it, I kept thinking, I wonder how many people in this world have chanted, have by themselves in their home chanted along with the crowd at the end of the movie when Rudy. they start D. 
Rudy, Rudy. Rudy. So, and I think there's something about it that it really is an amazing movie. And I do then have a question that we, we, we can get into a little bit later about like, um, I think, I think the question is, for me is about tenacity and if, you know, this is a real movie, it's not right. just a movie to hype everybody up to tell right. them it's keep not going. Hallmark. It's not, it's Hallmark. not Hallmark. It's not yes. Hallmark there you go. for guys. Yeah. I don't want Hallmark. I want something to really move me. Uh, we do need hope. Mm. We do need tenacity. We do need to be reminded that we should give everybody the possibility that they can do something we don't think they can. You know? So. Right. There we go. Father Paul. Yeah. Um, you want deeper insights, don't you? Well, Jump. you just, for, um, I mean, you just yeah. right away, you, you kind of, what are you thinking here? You watch it, you've seen it a few times, you jump off, and you're like, oh, here's my reaction. Hey, what, have you seen that Rudy movie? What did you, th- yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, again, I think it was hard to sort of figure out why this was what was driving him. Like, what what drives us and why is this the thing that it didn't drive his brothers? Uh, it drove him. And and yeah, you could argue maybe because everybody knew that this is what their dad would love is one day to see one of his sons. But why something so insurmountable uh, would be the thing that would drive him. Uh, and so even just looking at this in our own life, like the things that drive us, um, why? Like where does that, that, that drive come from? Because what was really fascinating was as much as he wanted to play football for Notre Dame, he wasn't really doing anything to get himself there. Like he wasn't striving academically. He wasn't, you know, like, so in one sense he had this, and this, I think a lot of people, they want to do something, but they're not really committed to all that it takes to do it. And it's only when his friend dies oh, right. that he really then takes seriously this thing he has said for most of his life. Right. Uh, and so that that real challenge, but but to be able to look at our lives and say what really does drive us uh, in the midst of it, um, yeah, that's uh, for better or for worse. You know. Right? Yeah, I, the place, the place of impact, and how that changes and transforms us. That mm-hmm. we can have a desire, but like the the rocket boost that sometimes in life we need an event to happen. Right that like propels us into what we desire. And, you know, sometimes I've, is, uh, you know, I'm kind of in my head as a philosopher a lot. And I almost wonder like, what would it be like to, I teach my students to, to live life as if they're going to die. You can do that as an academic exercise, but the person that has a near death experience, <laughs> right actually is changed mm-hmm. right, right in how they live. Whereas for a student or even myself, and I sometimes wonder, you know, I kind of almost would want to have that type of an experience because I want to be transformed in a way that propels me to live differently because I just don't quite seem to have the oomph sure. to do what my heart maybe sometimes desires or wants. I'm lazy. I don't know. Well, and this would be the mystery, like, Again, I think we've talked about before, why why does the one thing, why did it take Pete dying? Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue, wasn't the birth of Leo enough? Uh, you know, like, shouldn't 
one child being born be enough to transform the way that you live your life? You know, now you've got three boys. Right. You know? And I um, think it does. I, I think that those are the events. And sometimes I fail to appreciate those events and allow those events to interact with me and to impact me in a way that has a more significant impact on how I live. And for me, that comes to the place of reflection and slowing down and like, am I allowing these experiences to wash over me and and be present to me? Because you're right. Leo was that like, I, I value, you know, Leo was a very difficult uh, birth and I value life in a way that my other two children's births did not impact me, but Leo's, I know this is fickle business, right. you know? So there is a place. Yeah. So which... maybe this is the challenge. Like sometimes we have an idea of what the event should be. That's going to cause me to change my life. And so I'm, I'm saying it's got to be this when in fact it's already happening. Right. And because I'm not seeing that as a thing that should be enough to change my life, um, you know, because it, it, it still takes a decision. I mean, Rudy still had to decide to do something about this, uh, you know, and and so there is still that that mystery that it awakens in you the the need to make the decision, right. but you still have to make that that decision to stop wanting something and actually do something. Sounds about like it. that ancient uh, debate between grace and will. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and maybe the important thing is to just pay attention to where it's already happened for right. you and. And we can all, you know, I just got done in a conversation with someone about a priest friend of mine in another state and they just do amazing things. And, you know, and it's easy to always find the one place. Oh, they're better than me. Oh, I Mm -hmm. guess I don't add up. Or I wish I, I wish this would happen for me so that my life could be like this and I could have a parish like that, 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 (laughs) as opposed to saying, wait a minute, I've got an amazing parish and we've got a beautiful things happening. And this is one of those things. And this is unique to us. And this is a gift. So in a way you just have to say, boy, you know, for me, it's alcoholism. Well, someone else could say, boy, you know, fathers and you know, whatever. Well, yeah, my life was totally transformed because I love vodka. <laughs> I love it. 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 I only like it because of what it does to me. <laughs> Spiritual experience. <laughs> you know, so, but somebody else doesn't have that experience. Right. But I also can't say I know what it's like to grow up in a circumstance and have a child die and go through that kind of a, a thing. But I think all of us have parts of our lives where something, we're in front of something like mm. we're talking about, Rudy, you know, in front uh, of an obstacle or in front of a possibility, and we just really do it. So if we sit there and we say that we all likely, if we, reflect have these encounters in front of us mm-hmm. right um so if our listeners out there are thinking about all right here's an encounter that i've had what might that encounter look like you've mentioned like a death experience or you mentioned a birth experience mm-hmm. um you know these are you can think about that in a lot of different contexts what do they do with that how how, how would how would you, how do they interpret that? Or how do they, how do they allow that, to, that experience to interact with them where it does transform them or have a greater impact? I guess what, what I, what I would say is helpful for people is at some point I need to have an experience that helps me to understand that not only am I a unique person, but I was created by a God that loves me and has a plan for me and wants me to to be 
whomever he really has created me to be. And I think we live in this world where we really don't have the sense like our lives matter until something happens when we realize how important life is, uh, how unique each life is, uh, and that everyone really does have something to offer uh, in there that's unrepeatable, that no one else can do. Like it's, it, we're, we're it. But we don't, I don't know that you really, people tell you that until all of a sudden something happens. John? I, uh, number one, I think you don't have to do anything. That's sort of the problem is we think the minute something happens that I got to do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it changes you. There's no way going back. Once you've been changed, you can't like go back. Uh, uh, once you become aware, you can't become unaware. Um, uh, a couple of things though, that I would say do help is it is true. Who you spend your time with is who you become. What you read determines mm -hmm. part of who you become. So I would say if you have had something like this happen, but you're surrounded by people who are living differently, thinking differently, you're gonna, you could become forgetful. You could sure. like, so the more you're with, I mean, even think about the three of us here, right? I mean, in some ways, it would be interesting to see us six years ago, and I'll bet we were very different people. All right. And, mm -hmm. and now it's more like there's a symbiosis and there's an, an awareness. And it's not that any of us has forced each other to change, but we're helping each other. Oh, that really is a helpful way to look at things. I want to look at it like that. Um, so I think surrounding yourself with people who support the awareness of a life like you've encountered. Um, and then secondly, I would say there's dispositions. Becoming aware of the disposition that you were in to receive it. And this gets back to my theology on the tap talk. <laughs> right? If you, we, we are receptive people. And right. so you can grow in receptivity in order to continue to follow and receive more of what it is. But in the end, the most important thing is we don't do anything. That's the, like, it happens. Right. Attentiveness. Sure. And I think this would be the other part that, that sort of was in there. Uh, Rudy was so focused on wanting to play football at Notre Dame that he missed everything else going on around him. Mm. And Fortune, the the maintenance guy, kept telling him this. Uh, Rudy, you are receiving the greatest education known to humanity. What are you talking about? You haven't gotten anything. Like he kept telling him, like, Rudy, do you see all of these things that have been happening? But Rudy was so focused on football and playing that he couldn't see all of these things around him that were amazing opportunities. And so that ability for fortune to be willing to say to Rudy, look at this, stop and look. Uh, and I think even for me, I can be so focused on the end again, that you don't think about the, the, the things along the way. Like you just want to get to the end. I just want to get where we're going. And then, and, and there is something about being aware of the, the journey that we're on and having people who are willing to stop you in a moment and say, you wouldn't have had this experience had you not been on the journey. Right. But let this experience be just as important as your ultimate end in this journey. Right. So what would Rudy's life have been like as a person, a real person, if he wouldn't have been in the game or made the tackle? Well, I think with Fortune, it would have been incredible. Because he still would have realized, I've been, I've been given this incredible education and incredible possibilities that are open to me now because of, of where I've gone to school. Right. And I wouldn't have gone to school at Notre Dame. Right. 
had I not desired to play football. Now you can argue maybe that some of the things uh, in having played the game in the end, but I think fortune kept trying to help him understand like, no, you've been given a gift. uh, Even if you don't get to play football. Right. Right. So in the, um, in our lives in people around us lives, it is possible that we go through life seeking an end that maybe we get, but ultimately after we get it, we feel, we feel unsatisfied, unfulfilled on, and that probably happens in our lives a lot of times, right? In different ways. We also could get to the end and not realize the end, right? We don't get in for the play or we don't make the tackle. And then what does this all mean? So you could be successful and yet unfulfilled, and you could have failed or not achieved your end and still failed. And none of it actually has to do with the event, the end in and of itself. It has to do with the journey, with the process, the encounter. If we could understand that and live that, our whole lives would be changed. Why is it that so is hard? The, and look at the way that we structure all of our lives and the dynamic, our work, our relationships, our children, our schools, right. our work, you know, our parishes. Think about that. That's it. And name one thing for me that when you accomplished it, it was enough. That you that you received the thing that you most deeply needed as a human being. I just finished it, and I'm already looking to the next. Part. Right. <laughs> you know, I just get like, it's never gonna, enough. Yeah. It's right. never enough because it, because we're not made for this. Right. So like, this is a ultimately we're made sorry. for heaven, right. and only heaven will completely satisfy us. So, but if we don't understand that along the way, there's incredible gifts given to us. So let's take that encounter with heaven here on earth, the saints, other people say that we can encounter. So there is a place here now in reality in the life we live. We're on a, we're on a pilgrimage, we're itinerants, we're disciples on the path that we can have encounters with something or someone that does satiate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look at your experience. I don't think my answer right. is sufficient. Right. The challenge is like, I want to always reproduce it. Right? Yeah. I want right. to like, and so I, I start like, yeah. and it's almost, you know, but that's that grace and work, but man, I'm a human doer. I want to, I want to do, do, I want to create the, it's hard for me just to let it be and, mm-hmm. and wait right. mm-hmm. an expectation that something's going to happen. It does, but. Right. And even for Rudy, he was able to achieve this, not of his own. It was the football players who were the ones that helped him achieve his goal. Mm-hmm. We got to continue this in the second half hour as we wrap up our first half hour discussion of Rudy. Brothers, be ready to grade Rudy when we come back from this short break. And welcome back to Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. I'm Joe Rutten, your host, and I'm joined as always by the one and only Brother. Rutten, Father John from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg. And Father Paul from St. Mary's in Sioux Falls. Outstanding, brothers. It's a pleasure to be here. We're just wrapping up the first half hour of Rutten Radio, and the movie of the month was Rudy. And of course, it's my favorite movie of all time because it's about Notre Dame football. And Notre Dame football is my favorite thing of all time. Outside of my faith and my family, then comes football. And Notre Dame football is on the top of the list because the Minnesota Vikings stink and can't win a Super Bowl. So if you want to know. <laughs> if I want anything for Christmas at any year for the rest of my life, it would be a Super Bowl champion. But 
I don't know if that'll happen. Let's grade our movie. So how the movie rankings work here for those that are listening is we give them uh, uh, the the three-headed monster of the Rutten Brothers. We give them heads. So you get one head, two head, three head. And if three is like the top, it's wonderful. It's outstanding. And we go down from there. So brothers, how would you rank Rudy? I'm going to say... You're probably shocked, but 2.25. Mm, interesting. So it was good. Interesting, but. But. I don't know. I just felt like more could have been done. Left you wanting. I am going to go with 2.25. Oh, wow. Good for you, Father John, for coming around. Thought you were going to crush it and put it down <laughs> in the ones. Mm. So what would you give I it? I had better give it a three. Of course. It's like sentimental, right. deep, enriching. Uh, actually, it's 2.75. 2.75. Yeah. We got to be honest here. We, we're, I got two priests in the room. I can't lie. 2.75. I think I've helped him grow and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Back to... What did it come back to? What's it come yes. out as? <laughs> well... Come on, dude. Here we go. We're going to add it up. 2.25, 2.25, and 2.4167. That's outstanding. That's a good ranking. Yeah. All right. Well, in the second half hour, we like to kick it off with our ranking of the movie and shout outs. Brothers, you guys want to give a shout out? Yeah, you know, you guys are wearing some nice swag. You know, we were in a golf tournament the other week, and we noted that some people had matching golf outfits, and we figured the Rutten Radio crew should. So my brothers just said, hey, you should get us some matching outfits. So (laughs) he did it because he's a tenacious man. So anyway, so I got some done. Thank you to Sarah Schemmel, otherwise Schurz, at eThreads. She whipped them up for me actually in time for the first recording of the Rotten Radio show that we didn't Which, do. That we sat uh, here but for it's right. 30 minutes. So anyways. <laughs> waiting uh, for waiting. Yeah. So I was really grateful for all the work waiting. that she did and the work that she does. Uh, she does great work. That's awesome. So anyways, yeah. That's so, awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah, for these magnificent shirts. They look sharp for those out there listening. They're uh, a nice gray polo. Gray I have, I have one extra so we have a foursome so if you're a size medium and you want to golf with the rotten brothers (laughs) that's how you gotta be a medium i gotta gotta be a medium yep i got all mediums rotten brothers so anyway so we do have one extra shirt so this is next year's bishop's golf tournament or if we're gonna golf in something else you never know oh yeah we could be asked to golf in all kinds of tournaments maybe we should change that (laughs) fundraiser we do from a meal to a they got we gotta go golf that's a great idea i love it Golfing with the Rutten Brothers, Brothers. dude. Caddyshack. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, my shout out is to Rick Lynch. Oh, Mr. Lynch. Lynch? Yes, he was there last night too. Yeah. No way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Everybody was there, Joe. Joe. Everyone was there. Yeah. My my fear of missing out syndrome has returned. I know. Yeah, Thanks, Rich, Rick Lynch. Uh, my Mr. Lynch was my algebra teacher. Mine too. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Mine he was too. Great. Yeah. The thing that I always remember, I bet he's, this has changed because electronics, but he always pulled his notes out of the same file. He's very meticulous. Oh, he was very meticulous. Yep. yep. I had him when he had the football accident. Oh, oh, really? And he broke his neck. Yeah. Right. So, he had him so, in the halo. Yep. yep. Shout out, Rick. 
Thanks for being a great right. man of faith. Well, I do a shout out to uh, Devin Kirschman. Oh, Devin. Devin's an uh, old classmate and a uh, uh, business leader here in town. And uh, he was with me on one of our leadership experiences. And uh, it was great to see. It's always fun when you have these experiences and they're with people that you know and have a history and a tradition with. And then you get to see them in a new context. So that was pretty sweet. Well, here we go. We ready to jump into the second half hour? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we like to come up with a topic here for uh, dialogue and conversation that orients us or anchors us. And the topic for the month of October is leisure. And uh, so as <laughs> Father Paul, this is great. Father's over here laughing, as often happens. Um, and this is likely because I've done something. Yeah, because in the uh, in the break we had a discussion about what we were going to do, <laughs> and, uh, and this we is exactly not what we were going to do. But you decided this is what we're going to do. Paul was going to take the point <laughs> he had already so, prepared. So, so, so I couldn't help shows you. No, 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 no. So here's the thing. No, 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 no. Here's the thing, Joe. There was so much more to the movie that we want to actually talk about the movie some more. So let's can we talk just a little bit more about the movie, and then we'll get to then we'll get to leisure. Okay, thanks, Rudy. You're really getting it this time. It's that good. Good thing you showed up this time um so one of the things that i think is really important and this is super common is success really can breed jealousy mm. and rudy was so tenacious like that guy every play mattered because it did matter for him right, right. he knew that if he didn't give a hundred percent every time he's out uh and the the rest of the team's like rudy come on you're making us look bad. I got you. I see where like, you're So at. again, like this real challenge, how often do we not do the right thing? Because we don't want to seem better than anybody. We don't want other people to feel bad. Uh, and then the coach says, if you had half of the heart of Rudy, we'd be national champions every year. Right. And so again, this real challenge, like these people had all of this talent, but they lacked the drive. And we don't want to admit that sometimes we lack the drive and we want to blame the circumstances. We want to point out the other person. Uh, now, again, as we know that some of this, I can't, I, I'm not, you know, I need God's <clears throat> grace in that, but we do need to be honest about really, am I committed, you know, and am I willing to sacrifice and am I willing to really do the right thing? Uh, and what happens when someone sort of shows that, that I'm not? You know, and, and that I'm sort of slack and, uh, and I'm not really living to the degree that I could. Right. Um, but to be aware of that, you know, and so when you're trying and I don't, you know, when you're trying to change your life and you're trying to do something different, the people around you are, you know, they're not all going to be excited. Right. You know, oh, you think you're better than us now because you won't hang out with us? Well, no, it's not that I think I'm better, but if I want to do something, I, I've got to change a few things. Right. There's the analogy of crabs in a bucket. Mm -hmm. You know, if one right. crab starts they'll pull them back crawling in. out, the other crabs yep. pull them back in the yep. bucket. As long as you have two crabs in a bucket, they'll never get and, out. You know, depending upon your circumstances for our listeners out there, you know, this isn't uncommon. I know somebody who, you know, within my own life, it's like, um, you know, you don't have to look at that person as, as like thinking they're, literally, I mean, the, what do you think you're better than us? 
Like, no, they're just making a decision to be themselves. You mean that's what you're thinking? No, that's what some, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, about somebody, somebody's commenting about somebody else. Oh, do you think you're better than somebody else? And it's like, no, they're just trying to make their life and be the person they want to be and fulfill their desires and choose who they hang out with and what things they want to accomplish and what, and because it doesn't represent who we were when we were 16, Mm -hmm. somehow they're trying to become, you're you're like, Oh, you think you're better than us? No, he's just, we're not 16 anymore. Right. Right. We're 25 with fully developed frontal lobes. (laughs) Like we're we're supposed to be supposed to be, but so just in that, you know, getting out type of a circumstance, but that can happen in a lot of different contexts. Probably happens yeah, I mean, within a, family dynamics. Yeah, I mean, in a good, and not maybe not a good way, but in, in some way, I mean, that's partially the path everyone takes to maturity, isn't it? I mean, not everybody, but it's an, it's not an uncommon experience in our communal life that someone else moves first in a way that ruffles us. Mm-hmm. And then that's the tension that calls us to do something. And it would be easier to just keep the person stationary or bring them back than to have to deal with the wrestling. Um, You know, I read one time uh, in a book, Father Jasani wrote uh, that he said, uh, um, the the chaos is created um, because you stop moving forward. And that be that's like interesting. You think you you feel like the chaos is created because you're moving forward because yeah. things are changing or whatever. But it actually the real confusion happens when you stop because then you don't have the forward movement that yeah. keeps going. And so I think that's kind of a part of maturity. Uh, yeah. You know, you look at it. I think our even our family, right? I mean, people start growing and getting healthier spiritually, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. whatever. Well. The minute, Joe, you start doing something, all of a sudden, I look fat. (laughs) (laughs) If you get healthy, I look bad. If Paul is healthy, we know Paul's like rock solid. Well, that makes me look bad, you know, so I can like, that's good. But then that's like, yeah, I really should do something. Now, we all need to just have patience for what the reaction is when that happens. And so if I'm the one that's moving first, then I just have to be patient with the responses Mm-hmm. Because in time, it'll all, you Right, know. and then I can even look at, at Paul and say, well, I'm <clears> jealous, <throat> and therefore I'm going to look at me and watch me, and I'm going to go get abs too, you know. Or, <laughs> or I can look and be inspired and say, you know what? Look how healthy he is. Boy, I should I should follow that, you know, and yeah. that, that disposition of my mm-hmm. spirit is is a, mm-hmm. kind of the, the place where that tension yep. Can be wrestled with. Yeah, and I think we saw that. I mean, you see that in the lives of the saints. They they cause the same thing because they are becoming who God wants them to be. They do point out to others, you know, this. You've got to make a decision. Like, you know, holiness isn't just you don't just accidentally become holy. Like, there is this need to respond to God's grace, and and then all of a sudden you have to make this decision. What am I going to do? What's my excuse? You know, you look at, you know, and that's sometimes the challenge when you have like 14 year old martyrs, you're like, okay, they died for the faith at 14. Uh, What's my excuse? You know, like, why am I, you know, and again, we have to be patient with ourselves, but really this ability to say, Lord, what is it that, that I'm capable of? What is it that you want to do through me Uh, and help me to have a desire to, to really continue to focus on that, you know, in spite of what other people might say. Uh, in the midst of it all. Uh, I just yeah. had another shout out jump into my head. Can I give one more shout out? 
But yeah, because of what you were sharing the show. about, uh, <laughs> of course. Oh Lord, have mercy! Christ, have mercy! Lord, have mercy! Right. Father Scott Miller. Oh yeah, we dude, like- rock star. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he will listen to this, and he'd be like, "Why is Father John laughing at me? Why is because he is a rock star." Okay. I I guess I I don't say, know him. Okay, this is maybe this is the maybe the reason that I responded is, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, of course, you've never you're oh, just meeting me. Like, you. what do you mean you're just yeah. finding out? Okay, so go ahead. one thing that I have <laughs> decided I have chosen to do is to not try and uh, fear of missing out syndrome, right? And being at the party and around everybody and knowing everybody, and so I have intentionally, I. I'm not a seminarian, oh, so that's I don't great. hang out with the seminarians all the time. Oh, sure. Right? Like, yeah, I know some, oh, that's like, great. but I'm not, yep. not a seminarian, right? I'm not a priest. Yeah. Right? My job isn't to make sure I'm friends with all the priests. That's Although really... I love you. Right? And so there's, I no longer, no like Jacob Doty, I know him because he was a parishioner of mine, right? Uh-huh. I worked at the he's, Cathedral and the Doty's and he's a rock star. Yeah, he is. Right? But I do not, and they would have been ordained together, right? I think, or is Jacob, yep. yeah, yep. They're, they're classmates, but I I don't know Father Scott until uh, he came on a leadership experience. He came and did did one of my oh, Mount nice. Marty University mm. three day executive leadership retreats. He was phenomenal. No, mm. I was like, this yeah, he guy. he lived with me uh, oh. last summer. So you guys two summers did, ago. So you're all right. He lived so with him your too. response is like, right. what do you mean? We like don't. you don't? Of course he. All right. So that's uh, I just had to say. But he, what you're talking about, Paul, there is what I experienced in Father Scott. Like you could see this. This wrestling, this tension, this place that, uh, and immediately just made me think of Father Scott. And I was like, oh, I got to tell the brothers, you guys got an unbelievable young priest in, yep. in your fraternity. So, well, as we think about the movie, any other things you want to kind of wrap up or uh, you want to put a bow on this thing? Uh, yeah, the thing that I was thinking about, and maybe it gets to this too, you know, rock star priests and then like, how do I get to be a rock star and am I a rock star? And like, <laughs> you know, I mean, for every priest that we love, there's another priest that, you know, it's like, well, how come I, you know, all that, it plays into this, uh, sort of thing with Rudy too. And like the greatness that he got and the question, I'm really struck by your question. What if he hadn't been put in at the end and what if he hadn't gotten the touchdown, you the know, or tackle. The, the, tackle. the tackle, I mean, um, and the thing that strikes me is, what if he hadn't? Mm-hmm. There probably wouldn't be a movie. No. I mean, the movie, and he wouldn't be on the speaking circuit. He wouldn't be on the speaking circuit. So, and then, so all of these years that he's like now had this resurgence, that wouldn't be there. Wow, that would have made a huge impact uh, if that hadn't happened that way. But then I think to myself, what we're talking about about the end goal. Well, what's the end goal? Well. Who's to say actually that that's all better? Because he probably today is trying to figure out. He either today has already figured out the end goal is something different than than that, and he's at perfect peace, or he's got to figure out how to keep making something happen. John, right. I work in leadership training and development, and I watch significant executives um, have that realization in their professional life right in front of. Mm-hmm. And it's happened every retreat I'm on with at least one person. Yeah, and they like, and it's the wake up that says, "Wait a minute, I'm, I have the wrong thing as the goal. I have work, 
or I have, and it is significant when you see it happen in their life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think you're right with Rudy, right? Like, and, and what they're often working for is toward the, the golden calf in business. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to create the best team, the best mm-hmm. product, the, the most financial viability, the, the great, the next great idea, the next tech invention to be the four under 40 year, you know, the next community award winner, or look at, I got my name published on the new leadership council, or I'm the mayor. Like you can't tell me that mayor Tanninkin doesn't have to wrestle with that. Right. You get the mayor's job. He didn't expect to become the mayor. You get the mayor's job. I was like, well, now what? No, I actually got to do this thing. You know? And so there, I think we all wrestle with this at some point of, what happens if we fail? And what I discovered is that the failure put me in a place of realization, realizing that one, I had the goal wrong. I had the end. I was seeking the wrong thing. Um, and number two, that I was seeking for, even in the process, for the activity to be what fulfilled me instead of being present to the God that loves me. Mm-hmm. And so I needed success I needed affirmation. I needed likes, whether that's on Facebook or in person, because I was trying to get somebody to love me. I needed to be loved. And now I'm working. I'm a work in progress. Being pra- It's practicing the presence of God. It's Brother Lawrence, sure. that great, great work. Just being present to, to God's love for me, uh, that's where I find peace and joy and fulfillment and then from that comes my ability just to do what's in front of me in a way that it seems like the Lord transforms and does, and I just watch it happen. Wow, that's pretty cool. And what got me the most was our new bishop, Bishop DeGrude, which he still feels new, but I know he's not. He, every time I see him, he's always like, Joe, you, you know God loves you. No, really. Mm-hmm. Do you know God's love? And he says it in a way where it like just pierces me. I'm like, I get really uncomfortable because I don't. Mm. And I want it so much. Sure. I just want to be loved, right? And I think for Rudy, I would not be shocked at all, John, if Rudy has spent his life on the speaking circuit. And if he gets to the end of his days and he was like, wow, I'm missing something. Spent my whole life chasing this thing. And that's exactly what the business leaders say. I've been chasing something. Yeah. And I think this is important for all of us. This is sort of what it gets me as movies like this. We have to pay attention to ourselves because I think they put us in a disposition that actually causes us to live in an inhuman way. Not that the movie's intending that, but we, if now, as we've talked this through, now I can see where in my life. Am I doing this? Where have I turned faith into the exact same thing? I mean, those business leaders, we can do the exact same. I do do the same thing in the church. And to really pay attention to, okay, where in my life am I doing this so that I can take control? And it doesn't mean a control in which I can make it happen, but I have to first become aware of what's happening. And then I can pray for the grace to change a bit and to live a little bit and have patience and sort of let some things let up on the right things and push in on the right things. And, um, but if we aren't paying attention, I don't know, it's, we, 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 it's sneaky. And I think in the end, the beautiful thing is God uses everything. So even if you don't discover it till you're 65, he figures it out. Then you discover it when you're 65. But right. I mean, the sooner you discover it, the 
the the more magical this thing is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think about the reality, Joe. I mean, how many people have won a Super Bowl? And we don't know anything about them. All right. Oh, right. The ultimate goal of every kid who's played football outside is to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and all of these people who have won it, and we don't know anything about them. They're on the speaking circuit. So again, they have to wrestle with this. Mm. Like, like they've got the thing, but now what? Like, this is constant right. in life. And so I think this is the challenge with, with young people, helping them understand that it isn't just getting this goal, but sort of like Fortune said, do you see what you're getting along the way? Are you aware of the circumstances that you've been put in that you wouldn't have been in? And can you see the blessings in these things and those things uh, in the midst of it all? Um, and then, you know, because he also hadn't ever been back in the stadium. Remember? So because he quit. <laughs> uh, fortune, quit. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was Rudy that got him back in the stadium. So again, this, this reality that he also could see in his own life, how he had been so focused on something that he had missed other things. Uh, in the midst of it. And so I do think you're right, John, as far as like the danger of, of living that way where you're so consumed, you're missing really what life is about in the midst of it uh, and what you're being offered along the way. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it takes a work, you know, it's not. And it I sometimes think this is the challenge for those who were incredibly gifted in high school. You know, they were popular, they were athletic, they were smart. And then all of a sudden they got on the world <laughs> and the world doesn't care. Mm. And all the things that they had that helped them feel like they were a success. Now they're just, a, you know, and they're having to restart it. Whereas the other kids who weren't super smart or super successful, they had to figure themselves out along the way. Yeah. And they just could live and they get to college and they're like, yeah, well, welcome to life. And then they get uh -huh. to life and they're like, well, welcome to life. You know, I'm, I'm not a big fish, you know, ever. But at some point they have the other journey that says I do matter. Sure. I do have a place. I do have a contribution. I do have gifts. But to help all of us to yeah. see that, that, back to the question, like, do you understand that it's God who has this plan and it's God who loves mm -hmm. you and it's God who knows you? Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. I For think I know, I know somebody that was popular in high school and was smart in high school. And everybody and liked. And everybody liked. <laughs> and didn't do and bad things. didn't do bad things. <laughs> you do? I think I know somebody yeah. like that. A crown fits on his head. <laughs> yes. I think you know his what? name so, is King Paul. No. <laughs> so, so you want to know what's kind of funny? Uh, I was at a homecoming talent show this year, uh, and uh, the king wasn't there. And I just about raised my hand and said, I can do it for you if you want. <laughs> but I figured, you know what? I don't need to be that. I will. Um, so, yeah, they were like, we don't, have a, we don't have the king here this oh, time. Oh, really? So, um, so he got kinged by somebody else? The, the, the queen just president. put the crown on oh, right, us. But right. it was a good thing, too, because I didn't know who all these guys were anyways. Yeah, right. So I wouldn't have known who, who had oh, won. which the, one? Unless it was the two kids from my parish. So yeah, I think this is this is really real, and and we're a part of a presbyterate. I mean, this all this is a part of the dynamics of being human. So it's right, a part of the right. church, and we go to the presbyterate. And the best part of the whole thing, our clergy days, is when we go to the liturgy and we pray for the dead, and we list off every name of every priest, every deacon, every bishop that has served in the diocese of Sioux Falls, uh -huh. and the popes that when they died, uh, when our and there's nothing more humbling than realizing one day I will be a name. And that's what people would remember. 
Now, there will be parishes, there will be places, but in the end, like most of these men, I know nothing about. Right. And then you start getting within the last 20 years, I'm like, oh, I know that priest. I've heard that name. I've heard that name. Like in the end, I'm just going to be Father John Rutten, uh, 2051, you know? Right. Rest his soul. Right. But, but, yet, but yeah. yet we're all unique, individual, sure. loved by God, and have an eternal, splendid, uh, immor- immortal, eternal uh, reality ahead of us. What a fantastic hour. It's flown by, brothers. Uh, great conversations. And as we finish out, uh, know that uh, for those out there listening, we're all a part of a, a tremendous tradition of children of God, loved by a God, a Father that cares for us. As we say, our family prayer. What's our what's our uh, oh, uh, movie, movie of the for month? Next month, next month, month? We do is that? Into, into the Wild. Into the Wild, great. Into so the be, Wild. That'll be a different topic. That'll be nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> I don't know how much fun it'll be, but anyway, uh, a family prayer, shall we? Our Father, Father we, we thank, thank you for your love and for your many blessings, blessings especially for the precious gift of each other. Help, help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. Thank you for joining us here on The Real Presence Radio. We are Rutten Radio. We look forward to seeing you next month. Yeah, check us out on Facebook and on any of the apps um, that are available. Right, you can get all of our old shows, and we look forward to interacting with you. Peace and God bless.